live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to Fridays in the Top End. My name's Oliver Landos and I'm here with uh, Rob Hale. Uh, we couldn't get through to Malcolm Crawford, the NBL1 commentator, just yet, but I'm sure he'll uh, touch base with us in 10 to 15 minutes or, sh- or so. Um, but now let's get through some uh, AFL reviews from last round, Rob. It was a crazy round, a few close finishes, but let's start off with the uh, Friday night game, which was Collingwood versus Geelong. Collingwood came out victorious, 109 to 101, but it was such an entertaining game. There was obviously the uh, the Jeremy Cameron uh, out of bounds, and then uh, also receiving mm. a ham a handball out of bounds. But let's um, quickly have a listen to what he had to say um, on his goals that were uh, out of bounds. I'm not an umpire. I know I kicked a couple of goals from outside the boundary, but we move on, okay? All I do is grab the ball and try and kick goals. So thanks for all your messages um, of support. Well, I wouldn't say they're supportive. I'm... Anyway, we move on. <laughs> pretty good from that, him. That's the first time Ollie I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good from him. Though, Rick. I, I really am a big fan of Jeremy Cameron. He's, uh, he's a very easygoing guy and kind of uh, makes fun of how tough the social media landscape can be with being a mm. professional athlete. But what are your thoughts on that, Rob? Yeah, I think he sums it up pretty well, doesn't he? Um, I mean, I, I would have been in the same position. I probably would have not realised that, you know, I'm getting the ball. You're not get, realised you're getting the ball handballed to you when you're out of play. Um, it's not like he deliberately tried to cheat. Um, was it Myers that handballed it to him? I think Myers it might have been or, yeah. Yeah, I but, can't um, exactly remember, but it was yeah. um, definitely out. It was funny hearing Chris Scott talk about after the game where he's like, yeah, I've talked to um, a few, like, AFL uh, experts or people in the know and they um, thought it was inbounds and then like the footage is clearly out of bounds. Yep. But um, yeah, in regards definitely. to the game, uh, what like it was a massive win, especially for Collingwood. You just felt that after the Darcy Moore hamstring that maybe the wheels were falling off slightly and there was a bit of, bit of panic for the first time in the season, I would have thought. And then they yep. kind of found their, their classic method, method of attack there in the second quarter and were able to run over the top, including um, just kind of like fast-paced um, footy. And with Darcy Moore out, um, Ginevan, I thought, came in and had three clear goal assists and was uh, was awesome to see him back out there. Yeah, I agree, Ollie. Um, I think it's I think it was a it was a very important win for Collingwood in the aspect of that now they're not going to lose first or second spot because um, that did start to look like a possibility. Um, but now they've secured that win, and that now they're able to kind of be able to rest some stars as well. And Damian Barrett touched on that in his column um, that he does um, in the Fridays of Sliding Doors, where I'd be, you know, giving a rest to Adams, to Gurry, um, these sort of players that have been putting in massive work um, and freshen them up come finals. It'd be great if they rested them all in round 24 against the Bombers, especially if we win this week, because our <laughs> final spot will be up, up, up for grabs there. So that takes us to the next game, which is the Essendon North game. Um, yeah, as a bomber supporter, you know, I'm just happy to win, really. Um, a bit of a snooze one. Um, but, yeah, good to get the win there. Yeah, you've had a, a couple close victories against uh, two bottom sides in the last few weeks. But it's, uh, you'll take the, the four points and uh, get away with it. It uh, doesn't matter how it comes. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it's sort, uh, it was it sort of worries me. If I'm doing the crystal ball here, Lee, like if we win this week and win next week, or get, if we finish in the eighth and... 
going to get up against Carlton in the first elimination final could be a bit of a worry. Yeah, well, I, th- I, think, I don't think anyone wants to play Carlton at the moment. I'm a, I'm a Doggies mm. fan, so I'm sitting here hoping that we don't get the five versus eight against Carlton as well. But uh, at, least, yep. at least for Essendon, I know they're winning, but it's coming in a kind of a dirty fashion. But mm. I, I think that does show some level of maturity in the side. And um, in years past, they lose those games, those games that you yep. should win. So I guess even though they're winning and they're winning close and they're winning a bit ugly, I think the fact that they're still getting the four points is definitely a big step because that's definitely an issue for a lot of sides is that they struggle to win the ones that they're meant to win. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to the next game, we've got Swans beat Suns. Swans are sl- slowly slinking under the radar as well for mine. Um Obviously, I tipped them to beat Giants to beat them. Um, Eric Goulden, Errol Goulden's in All-Australian form and should be on a wing in the All-Australian side, but able to get over the Suns there by 24 points. Much um, much input from that one, Ollie. Well, we actually had um, uh, in the picks last night with David King and Miles, they were talking about Errol Goulden as a, a bit of a... No, no, sorry, it was Adam White on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall mentioned Errol Goulden as a possible Brownlow outsider. And he said uh, yep. $34... Um, gamble responsibly, but that's uh, he's having an absolutely insane season, and uh, he'll definitely win the best and fairest up there in Sydney. But yeah, they've had um, a full bill of health for the last like month or five or six weeks, and they're looking really dangerous again. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, and if you do look at, you know, that's got some validation as well. That comment in the in the aspect of, you know, other other sides having key players taking votes off each other. If you're looking at the top sides, and maybe Nick Dacos is probably the only one that probably is going to get a lot of votes to himself, but then obviously getting injured. Um, Bons and Pelly could have some, you know, um, Libba could be taking some votes off him. Libba's, Libba's had an All-Australian season, um, and you're also looking at Petrarca and Oliver. Both have had um, great seasons, um, Oliver with that injury recently, and then Petrarca's obviously taken over and had some best on-ground games post the Oliver injury, but... I can see some validation in that uh, Errol Goulden uh, comment, though. And $34, there has been a, a fair few... Um, I mean, yeah, there has been upsets in the Brownlow um, over the years. Um, Brisbane Lions beat Adelaide by a goal. So, um, don't know. Are there, are there concerns in the Lions? I'm not sure. Um, Adelaide just unable to beat those top sides. And um, when they're travelling away as well, their home, their away record's just really poor. Yeah, I think Brisbane are just... They're just going at the moment. They're not yep. uh, winning in a very entertaining way. They're not as dominant they, as they were earlier in the season. But again, similar to Essendon, they're getting the job done. They're getting the four points and they're moving on to the next week. They've had a few injuries. They've had to adjust with Ashcroft, um, obviously doing his ACL. So I'm sure that midfield is kind of just slightly just a bit out of rotation. Not sure um, how many... They're probably getting extended minutes in the midfield, that sort of thing. So they're adjusting to that, but... Um, if they can secure a home final, I guess that's all that matters for um, Brisbane. Yep, and it, and it has been a great turnaround from the Crows as well. And I, I sort of expect them to play finals next year and the, the pressure will be on for finals. Colton, Melbourne, probably one of the games of the year. Um, I'm still confused. I, I can't, the, the touch, you know, my son's a Melbourne supporter and he blew up about it. He turned the TV off and then I had to go quickly turn the TV back on. Um <laughs> He's a Melbourne supporter, and yeah, he wasn't happy once the final siren went. But I did tip the Blues, um, albeit by four points. Um, what do you think, Ollie? Was that touched on the line? I didn't see conclusive footage that it was touched. Um, mm. I can understand based on the pack being there on the line and the movement of the hands. 
for the goal umpire to think that it was touched, but um, I wasn't too sure that it was touched, and I was uh, um, thought that uh, Carlton got away with one there, but because Melbourne were coming that last couple of minutes, they were just attacking the whole time, and uh, unfortunately, Petrarca could have had a seriously uh, awesome career moment with that highlight, mm. but uh, it gets overturned and is a behind. Yep, and it's also very good to see Cripper back in um, in that bullish form as well, throwing blokes around. And, yeah, it's, it shows, you know, Carlton, are, I'd almost have them as premiership favourites if they finish in the top four. I think most people almost would. But yeah. obviously coming from fifth, it's going to be quite tough, isn't it? 100%. And um, we better go to a break now, Rob. And uh, we'll yep. come back with, uh, I think, Malcolm Crawford is ready to go. So this is no worries. Friday's in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listening. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am, this is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. But yeah, obviously with the Eagles going down by 100 points, it seems like Adam Simpson is done, um, judging from what I'm reading and hearing. Is that what you've heard, Ollie, in uh, football, your football world down there in Melbourne? Yeah, it's definitely been uh, circulating around. I've actually got some audio from Adam Simpson um, yep. on speaking to people at the Eagles about his future. So let's have a listen to that now. No, I haven't asked the board, but I've, I've spoken to a few people at the club to, uh, to get some direction. So that's... That's true, but it's not. It's not. I'm not stamping my feet. Um, it's just more, you know. When we do all these um, future planning, it's you know, obviously, you, you want to be there um, if you're recruiting people and employing staff. So that that clarity is important. I think we've we've planned something at the end of the season. So getting a bit of, bit of clarity around that would be nice. But you know, at the same time, I fully respect the board, and they've always been pretty stoic and run by an agenda that they set and. Uh, I respect that. So we'll, we'll find out in due course and we'll get some clarity as we go. What do you make of that, Rob? Yeah, it seems like there's something happening behind closed doors, doesn't it? Um, I, I've read recently as well something that's going to cost Eagles $4 million to move him on. So it's going to be a quite a big decision. But Eagles being, you know, one of the biggest clubs, or arguably one of the biggest clubs in the land, it's, you know, quite quite interesting. Yeah, I find it um, pretty interesting with coaches that after they've had like a decent tenure, whether it's like seven, eight, nine years and Bevo's getting this, a similar treatment now, is that the natural kind of progression is that people get a bit tired of their their personality and how they go about the game, so they look to move them on. I feel like Adam Simpson's facing that at the moment. Yeah, definitely, I think so as well. And that takes us on to the Bulldogs. Your Bulldogs, they went down by three points. I did tip Hawthorne in this one, so the guru got that one right. Um, what do you make of that one, Ollie? Uh, well, the Hawthorne midfield is going to be seriously dangerous for years to come. Jai Newcomb is an absolute gun. Um, absolutely love watching him play. He plays the right way. He plays that aggressive physical game as well. Kind of reminds me a bit of Dusty in regards to um, he uses his physical stature to make space for himself often throughout the game and his beautiful kick as well um but Hawthorne yeah I've circled it as a d- danger game heading to Tasmania you never want to play a team that uh, kind of has a bit of experience mm. at that uh, at a random ground um around Australia like that but yeah the Bulldogs Libba went uh went down with a concussion and we just couldn't f- get back on our feet which is uh unfortunate and uh now the Bulldogs are forced to have to win their final two games to make finals yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, it is a tough position. And on a personal level, I did bring in Liberatore and Liber into me fantasy side, so that hurt. Um, but speedy recovery for Liber. St Kilda got it done against Richmond. Um, and obviously we've got the farewell games this week um, of Rewalt and Cochin, which I'm surprised Clarkie, Clarkie's a massive Cochin nuffy, um, didn't bring that up. Ollie. Yeah, dead sad. And I think uh, St Kilda are lucky that their farewell game wasn't that weekend because um, I'm sure that they'll fire up and uh, and win on that farewell game. They're, they're a dangerous game, especially for St Kilda, trying to make finals yep. and they get um, stitched up with two legends retiring. So um, they, they dodged a bullet there. Lastly, um, Port Power uh, defeated GWS 136-85 to 85, and it looked like Port kind of got their mojo back. Do you think uh, heading into the finals that Port will be able to find a bit of form in these final few rounds to uh, have a real impact in the finals? Yeah, I think so. Um, that was my nuffy tip of the week. I did tip um, GWS in that one, and that was way off. But good to see Horn Francis, three goals and 27. That's the sort of player he's going to become, an absolute match winner. Good to see Willie Rioli back with three. Um, and obviously, yeah, so it's it's good for Port Adelaide. Um, don't know where they're going to land in the draw. That looks like they're going to be playing away round one, uh, first week of finals, possibly against Collingwood at the G. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, Ollie, for that one. And that wraps up the reviews from last round. So let's take a break, Rob, and we'll come back yep. the other side and we'll have a look at this round's games as well as we might um, quickly give a little bit of a chat on the UFC because that's obviously this weekend yep. and a, a title fight at that. So this has been Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listening. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.